Joining us in this CISN podcast is longtime football coach Jerry Pizzetti, a newly minted Hall of Famer. We'll get to that in a minute, Coach. But let's start at the beginning. Where are you from? Oh, uh, originally from uh, Melcher, Iowa. It's a, a small town uh, 40 miles uh, south of Des Moines. Born and raised there, and I also went back there and coached for uh, seven years. Where'd you go to college? Uh, Dr- Drake University. Uh, I was on the uh, freshman football team, and then that freshman year, uh, freshmen were eligible for baseball, and I went out for baseball and uh, made the team. Uh, there were 18 of us that made the team, and uh, I played uh, baseball Drake then. But not football? Not football. So then first job was in uh, Murray, Iowa, is that right? Uh, coached there for, taught there for one year. And then the uh, football job o- opened up in my hometown, Mount Dallas, and I was offered the job, and I, I went back there and stayed there for uh, se- seven years. Uh, enjoyed it very much, had gr- great talent and great support. Did you want to coach baseball? I mean, you played that in college, but uh, how'd you end up in football? Well, I, I guess that was the f- first j- job I was offered, and uh, <laughs> here I am, uh, the age I'm at, and I've, I've never coached baseball, but that was probably the number one thing at that t- time that I wanted to do. And, and uh, I, I never hardly ever went to a track meet, and <laughs> I ended up coaching track for f- 42 years. And we're talking, I'm thinking if my math is right, about 1960 was when you started? Uh, 1961. 1961. So let's let's set the scene. Uh, we've seen Remember the Titans. Uh, uh, you know, that's a whole different, the movie's about integration and, and racial things. But the football, uh, what are you wearing for pads and equipment and things like that in 1960? Well, it's not as good as uh, today, <laughs> but we had nice... Um, equipment at that time we had very good support from our um, parents and um, school and we always had nice uniforms you know of of course they have changed over the years face masks right did you have face masks then absolutely yes small ones though that's how you kept your beauty right when you played you had face masks too you're right so (laughs) we had them all right so you're in your hometown and uh, that scratched that itch for a little bit while. Uh, did you have aspirations of to always stay in the hometown, or what are you thinking at that time? Well, I, I had talent there, and, and we had uh, very good teams, and I, I was offered other jobs. I was single at the time, and uh, I was offered uh, other jobs, but uh, I had great talent, and then when I did finally leave uh, I, I we we did not have the playoffs of those times and we were undefeated uh, three years straight so uh, left a winning streak of 27 and0 and that's also the y- year that Margaret and I uh, got, got married came to Ankeny and uh, started here in 1969 and uh, been lucky enough to stay here all these years 1969 Ankeny was probably not that different from Melcher in the sense of population as it is today. You're going from a town of, say, 2,000 to Ankeny was what, maybe six, 8,000 at that time? A- Ankeny was uh, n- nine or 10,000 at that time. And uh, um, w- we played uh, a lot of the, w- which would be the 3A schools right now. And we were in a conference with uh, South Tama and Boone, Grinnell, Urbandale, so forth. 
And then we moved up and started playing the larger schools at that time in the 70s, uh, the Des Moines schools. And uh, then, of course, we made the move then uh, to, to play the Valleys and uh, so forth and so on. So uh, it, it, it just went, you know, throughout the years, we, we just kept going up higher and higher. And then, uh, in, you know, my, our, our, our last year as one school, we we were the fifth largest school in the state, and so we went from you know one of the smallest uh, three or four A's to to in, in the top five of the uh, four A schools. In 1969, when you're playing home games in Ankeny, you playing at the same location that the stadium is now. The stadium's different, of course, but was the field at the same spot? No, we played at uh, Parkview, and uh, we had a locker room uh, under the stadium. About fifteen foot, uh, fifteen f- foot by fifteen foot, and uh, <laughs> uh, our track at that time was Cinder. In fact, uh, uh, we had uh, Summerfest here recently, and one, one of my former players stopped over, and he, he graduated in nineteen seventy three, and he was talking about that we had the worst track and the worst football field around, but then in nineteen seventy four. We had the best. We had the best football f- stadium, track, uh, uh, gymnasium, and a- everything. So, so we went through it. So, and, and anyway, I've I've seen such great progress uh, in, in this t- city. So, in '74, you make the move to what is now Northview Stadium, and the, the what at the time was the high school uh, facilities is a whole other thing. You talk about the Cinder Track. Um, how different is track from then to now? Well, I. Well, if if you're the fastest, you're going to win, you know. And uh, Ankeny's always been a very strong uh, t- track school. And in in fact, uh, w- w- when I came here, uh, the 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 track track program was outstanding then a- a- as it is now. And uh, football, you know, was uh, what what was kind of a start from scratch because you know we really. Uh, did not have a lot of kids out that we should have out, but I was lucky enough when I came here that we got some people out that helped the program, and our records were not that good, but we did get better and better each year. You told me earlier uh, that when you were teaching at Murray, you had six different subjects. What were you teaching when you finally got to Ankeny? When I came to Ankeny, I was strictly a PE teacher, and uh, Gene West, who played basketball for Drake, he and I, uh, uh, in, in those days, it was not co-ed, and we would teach one day at the high school and one day at the junior high, and we, we'd have all the boys. So, so we went from school to school, and um, that that was back when, like I said, uh, Title Nine and so forth and so on uh, wasn't uh, in at that time, and and we we, we taught strictly the boys. So that's again changes in in how teaching has has become. You're teaching PE, so you can see the kids and say, "Hey, Johnny, you're pretty fast. You should come out for track." Or, "Boy, that kid looks like he could move well. He might be a good linebacker." I mean, you could also have that relationship, and that's important for a coach, right, to build a program. A- absolutely, yeah. You know, sometimes I I think it's uh, it, when you're teaching. You're you're better off being in in, in the lower grades, the uh, middle schools, and being able to see see the athletes and encourage them to 
play your sport because there's no doubt about it. You you miss some athletes at times. Mm-hmm. That uh, uh, I, I've had people that uh, came out late and ended up uh, being college football players, and, and you know they. Uh, I, I strictly believe in multiple sports, and uh, I, I just think that a, uh, an, an athlete should, should take part because you never know what sport you're going to end up being the best at. In the 1970s, uh, Ankeny is changing dramatically. Could you tell that you were part of a, a community that was starting to grow, and how were you approaching things both from a academic standpoint and a football coach standpoint well i i I know it got tougher every year uh when when we start you know having our better teams and uh winning we we always seem to go up higher and higher as far as the classes because at that time you know the the uh bigger schools uh city schools whether it's des moines or waterloo or sioux city or so forth, Iowa City and Bettendorf and Davenport's, uh, they had great, great, great athletes, uh, more more than we had at that time. And they, they had a lot of major co- college players. But as you know, right now, I mean, uh, it, it's changed so much. Like uh, there were different rules that you, you could not even hardly talk to your players in, in the summertime, now we're having camps here and camps there, padded camps, uh, seven on seven. I mean, it, it's changed. Uh, athletes today, maybe, you know, have so many opportunities, but I guess so- sometimes I think maybe we ask too much out of them. And, and, and like I said, number one, I believe in multiple sports. And uh, we all want them to take part in our sports during the season and, and, and off season. But uh, as a coach, you're, you're, you're very busy. And as an athlete, uh, even more so. We just lost a good friend, Dick Rasmussen, here recently. And Dick coached uh, softball and he coached basketball. And you're coaching football and you're coaching track. It's hard to coach multiple sports now because of what you just said, right? Well, it's also hard to keep your staff together because you ask so much of them. Like, like, like here in the summer, uh, we're meeting three times a week, whether it's seven-on-seven seven for football or, or whatever, like all schools are. And, and you mentioned uh, Dick, Dick Rasmussen, what a tremendous uh, coach he was, but even more as a person. In fact, when he was interviewing for the job, I didn't know Dick, but we, I was in a PE class and he saw me and he came down and he says, can I win here? And I said, well, yeah, you can, but it's going to be tough. And then, boy, he put it together with some uh, great athletes and coaching and uh, had tremendous success. You had some great coaches at that time uh, here in town. Who were some of the... Who the ones that uh, who were they, and what were some of the conversations you guys would all have? Well, Bob Bob Sharp was the wrestling coach, Larry Ireland the basketball coach, Dick and uh, Mel Merkin the baseball coach. I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody, but uh, they're the ones that had the jobs for for several years, and 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 they all had success here. 
and their pictures, you guys, I love going in uh, bench warmers to see all your guys' faces up there. And it, you know, I wasn't even, I watched from afar and, and see these programs. And you look at them and go, oh, yep, Larry, boy, he sure dressed well or something like that. You can have a good joke about that. Well, I, I've seen some changes o- over the years, the way people dress, uh, <laughs> as far as the coaches. I mean, I, I know the first few years I coached, I wore a, a sport jacket and tie. And uh, things like that are almost. Uh, Unheard of anymore. What do you think was the last year you wore a, a, a tie and coat? I, I think it was way back at Melcher Dallas in <laughs> oh, okay. 1969. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the 70s progressed into the 80s, and then all of a sudden, everybody knows who Ankeny football is at that point. Um, and you mentioned the staff, uh, your assistant staff at that point. Uh, and I know how they progressed into the 90s and into the 2000s. But did you have a pretty cohesive staff there from the 70s into the 80s? We had a great staff, and they stayed. I mean, uh, I'm not going to mention names, but uh, football especially, uh, it's not one or two coaches. It it, it takes many coaches. There's at least 44 different positions you have to coach, whether it's snapping the football, throwing the football, catching the football, blocking, and so forth and so on. So... Any program that uh, is successful has a successful staff, and I've been very lucky having people that wanted to to to, to coach with, with with us, and uh, that's what it's all about. Uh, it it's all about having uh, the players that want to play, of course, is, is number one, and then the coaching staff, you know, able to coach those people and put your team together. I'm going to keep making you pull some names here. Think of some of the players from some of these eras that you've coached. Uh, maybe let's start pre-1990, some of those guys. Uh, yeah, Again, ones that we know. I, I think of a Dennis Gibson uh, comes to mind that ends up in the NFL. But you had lots of guys. We had, you know, I, I, I'm not going to mention because I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll forget some. And you mentioned Dennis, of course. And I'm often asked who was maybe the best player player you know ever but uh here's dennis he i'm gonna say this about him he uh played pro football for nine or ten years so how can you say he's not you know (laughs) so very very lucky uh different players whether they played for miami or florida or iowa you or iowa state or you and i or whatever uh been, been very blessed uh having these type of kids and uh right now our probably number one major uh, uh football player's moss at iowa you know and he comes back and he talks to our football team and i i really enjoy uh things like that that our our former players st- still care about the the coaches that coach them and uh the memories they have for for, for playing on an ankeny football team Riley Moss at the University of Iowa, uh, who you're mentioning. I also saw a picture at your camp this week, Jeff, or uh, Joel Lanning yes. uh, talking. Joel yeah. was the quarterback of that team yeah. in 15, the last year before the split. He wasn't too bad of an athlete. Maybe college didn't quite go the way he wanted, but he was the guy that maybe a last of an era, super good at multiple sports. Jo- Joel Lanning, uh, uh, unbelievable to, to, to think that uh, you can play – we, we we didn't play him uh, defense in high school because he was throwing the ball and running the ball fifty uh, percent of the time or more, 
But uh, what an athlete to think that you can play major college football and play two ways. Uh, and they brought him in to, to run and throw the football, too. It was an outstanding linebacker and uh, outstanding young man. And we, we had a camp this week, and we had Joel come and speak to the team, or, 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 or our younger kids, I should say. And then, then of course, we had um, Dennis Gisman speak to him, uh, too. And, and we're going to have uh, uh, Fred Jackson speak mm-hmm. to him, uh, this week too, who uh, outstanding player, but uh, pl- played for the Buffalo Bills. Lives in town now. Didn't play for you, man. I think a lot of people missed on him, but the, yeah. it's a good to see the Division Three guys getting some love in the well, NFL. Well, you know, uh, uh, Fred's told the stories. Of course, you know he didn't even start in high school sometimes, and uh, here he uh, developed himself. And I, I, I think that's what it's all about. Uh, Get in an athlete and 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 have them work hard from eighth grade on up to be able to 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 be what you want to be and uh, work for it and uh, make yourself better, you know, and 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 that's what we try to do in our program. Well, and we're visiting with uh, Jerry Pizzetti, longtime coach at. Uh in Iowa and uh, known very well here in the community of Ankeny, but coached uh, the Ankeny Hawks and now the Centennial Jaguars. Before we get to the, the transition year, I want to go, um, you mentioned a player from the 70s that you had recently visited and the camaraderie that the staff has. Uh, we're sitting in your house having this interview. That's also been an important part of your coaching career, of that connection with staff. And then the players know to come around and they have to talk to coach. Uh, they, they want to talk to coach. What's that mean to you when someone calls you and wants to stop by and visit? Very important. You know, it, it, it was a uh, summer fest here recently and I've had uh, four or five players stop by and or call and say hello. And uh, it, when they tell me their ages, uh, now I, I have to almost take a deep breath to think that uh, they're, they're, in their 40s and 50s and even 60s, you know. But uh, like you said, uh, it, it, it's, it, it's all about your, your players, number one. And, and, and they remember things that uh, you, you might forget or I might forget. But just to show how, it, it was, how, how they thought about that their entire life, what happened in this game, what happened in that game, what I should have done, what I did do, and... Uh, then of course back to the staff, you know. I mean that's what it's all about, and and it, it takes time. It takes time away from your family. Uh, that they, they don't do it because of pay. They do it because they 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 like the t- competition, and uh, and a, as you know, some years are a lot better than others, and of course it's a it's much more d- difficult to go through a tough year than a great year. But but there's always some difficulties there that you got to work through as a staff and as a team. And I guess I'm very proud to think that I've, I've gone all these years and people always ask me, uh, how much change have you seen in the kids over the years? Well, to, to be honest with you, not as much as you would think. Uh, they, 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 they still have their goals. They, 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 they want to be as good as they can be. They they want to have fun, and uh, winning and losing means something to them. And 
I, I guess if you put in all that time, uh, you do want, want, want to win. But, of course, as we know, in any game, there's a winner and, and a loser. And I'm just proud that our kids have just stayed with it. And, and our program is as good as it is in Ankeny, but both schools. And uh, just to be part of this for all this time is uh, tr- tr- tremendous for me. I, thank you. As we sit here and this is, we're recording this in July of 22. And I've asked you this before and I'm going to do it again. Uh, I've asked about the basement and I said, do you have down there a picture of all the teams? And if you did, it would be a lot, there'd be no wall space left. But I think you've told me that when Ryan moved uh, to the basement, some of that stuff had to go away and, you well, might not have pulled some of it out in a while. No, it, it hasn't gone away, but uh, might not be able to find it because we <laughs> might have something in front of it. But, uh, yeah, it um, absolutely. And um, uh, there, there for a while I kept my office up, and I did have every picture up right, right around the office. And I'll be honest with you, I've kind of let it go a little bit. And... Um, I, I need uh, spring housekeeping and or <laughs> winter and so forth and so on. I don't know how you'd keep track of because I think you've you have, I, I've had kids that I've coached just in little league and I can't quite you know they change physically from younger children. You're seeing them more in their formative year uh, in their older years, and so it's the change isn't always as much. But when a kid comes up and he says, "I played for you, coach," and you're like seventy two. Okay, that was the team of. So if I would say years, can you still associate maybe the the key players or he's? I don't know how you'd ever keep track of all that. I, I can and I can't, uh, especially if they have a beard now. <laughs> and uh, a few years ago, I, I tried to fake it, and they asked me who am I, and I said I know who you are. Well, who am I? Well, one time I said, uh, "How's your brother?" Well, he had a brother, so one one time he didn't. So now I. <laughs> I, I'm truthful. Who are you? You know, and if, if I don't recognize them, but it, it's hard. So that's all right. Uh, and you recently, uh, I guess we'll let's discuss a little bit the split, and then we'll get into some of your other milestones. Uh, when those that have lived in this town for a long time didn't want to see a split, but just number realities that kind of had to happen to give as many kids opportunities. Now that it's happened, population hasn't dwindled. It's it's only gotten larger. Why make the move to the new school? Uh, it, 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 it was a hard decision and, uh, it, it, it was very simple. Why, uh, I, I was offered, uh, both jobs and, uh, all of my staff, uh, had kids. My son had three. He lived in the North. Mike Fontana lived in the North. Dave Jones lived in the North. Mark Becker, so forth and so on. And all, all my coaches lived in the north, so I guess I, if I, if I was going to coach, I, I would go north, and, and that's why. An opportunity for a new program to start new traditions, but there's still a lot of the same old uh, things that you – I mean, I, the staff is still important, the kids that have come through. So really a lot hasn't changed, just maybe a couple of colors. Well, a- absolutely. And uh, uh, like I said, when, when the split came uh, – uh, where we did, was our population big enough at that time to do it? I I don't. Well, I better not talk talk about that. <laughs> but uh, it was difficult because we last lost ha- half of our team, and so did the the uh, Ankeny. So it, it was tough, and uh, but both teams, you know, straightened it out and 
had success. So you guys have kept winning. You hit a milestone. Most coaches, uh, most wins by an active coach in Iowa. And then there were players that came back from lots and lots of years. You saw lots of jerseys from uh, from that era. What was it like to have some of those guys back and that moment now in your new environment? It 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 was such a, a shock to me because I had no idea that uh, this was going on. And uh, here we come on the field and uh, um, to play a game, and then oh, here's all these people. I, even people that I coached back at Melcher Dallas were there, and. Uh, it, it it was rewarding to me, and uh, I, I, I'm very proud that, that that those people would take that time to do that, that, that I was part of their lives. When you get the call that uh, they want to put you into a Hall of Fame for coaches, what was that moment like for you? Well, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I, 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 I'm very, very, very thrilled for for that to happen, and um, I guess um, uh, very proud, you know, for, for it to happen, for me and my family who has uh, stood behind me, my wife especially, all these years, and uh, of course my mind is always on the the next season and the next game at this time. So it is. It's yeah. about that time of year, and uh, you are getting to coach now. Speaking of family. You and Ryan, your son, have been co-head coaches since the split has happened. Um, he goes from a kid that kind of snuck around the corner to see what you guys were doing on a Friday night and watching the film to being the guy you're having the main conversations like. What is that like to share something like football with him? Well, it's great. And, and you know, uh, like I said, we, uh, we, we we very professional on it and uh, – Ryan has taken a lot of the duties that I, I did have, and uh, he's b- been able to uh, maintain our staff or, or get our staff together, uh, we, w- which is more difficult now than it's ever been. And uh, we, we had four or five uh, coaching positions open, and uh, Ryan went out and, 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 and got some very good people for us. So. So uh, we're we're looking forward to the season, and uh, uh, about three months ago, I was wondering if if, if we we would have a staff, and uh, things have kind of worked out now because Ryan uh, went out and talked to some people, and whether they're volunteer coaches or paid coaches, they're they all have a responsibility, and uh, uh, anyone on our staff uh, will coach a position, and. I think that's so important. I've put you on the spot about players. Well, I'm gonna. I want you to put a sub question in the back of your head while I ask you this one. Think about coaches that you've been in all over the years that you've coached against, and I'm gonna ask you a couple specific questions. Let's talk about games quick. Uh, I mean, there's been state championship games. There's been state championships. I mean, uh, is there a couple of games that stand out for you? Whether it's weather conditions or just an absolute. Knockdown, drag down, seven six type of a game. What makes a game stand out for you that you can recall and go, man, that was fun? Well, there there are several, several, you know, and um, uh, of of course the big victories, you know, uh, you're able to share that with your team and with the coaches. 
But I hate to say this, you, you, you remember some of the defeats even more than that because you felt maybe you should have won. And uh, we were fortunate enough to, to win the state twice up there. And uh, I think it was, what, 207, 206, we, we, we were ahead of Bettendorf with 12 seconds left and got beat at the end and kept us from being a state champ. And, you know, when, when I mean, it's great to have the, thrill of victory but uh sometimes uh the defeat will stay in your mind <laughs> that's kind of what i expected you to say coach uh a couple things you've said makes me think of uh gary swenson longtime coach at valley used to coach at spencer gary has told me in the past that one of his early jobs he remembers still exchanging film having to make tape drives he'd meet halfway and you'd have to do that tape exchange has technology been one of the biggest changes in 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 how a, a team prepares and coaches? Uh, a tremendous change, yeah, because we're able to play on Friday night and every one of our players and coaches will have the tape uh, that night. And I remember uh, when we had 16-millimeter film, it was, it was a pain. Uh, uh, there, there, there was a place in, the, in Des Moines named High Tone and you'd go down there and pick it up, and they we would have all the high schools, you know, there. And sometimes they had difficulties, and you had to wait and pick it up and take it home. And sometimes you're watching it, and the film breaks, and so forth and so on. So <laughs> it has changed tremendously, just like the cell phone has changed our, our lives and so forth and so on. Well, your your line coach can cut up all the huddle stuff and say, here's the way this team presents a blitz. This is how they present a run defense. And so the kids, do you think the kids have understood the game more or it's more too much to consume? I, I, I think we ask uh, a whole lot of our athletes, uh, I, whether it's uh, lifts and weights or watching film or so forth and so on. And so, like I said, they're, they're able to see the film right after the game and, and they know if they did well or, or, or not, you know. And uh, then, of course, it makes it, well, the coach then has to step in and correct it, you know. And uh, I, I, I think Iowa sports, uh, whatever sport we're talking about, like basketball and wrestling's at Wells Fargo, football's at the Dome, uh, baseball's at Iowa City, and Carroll and uh, Des Moines here sometimes, I I, I just think that uh, the state of Iowa in, in, in all sports is really first class. You've watched a lot of games and a lot of athletes. I'll catch you watching. You'll watch the Spirit Lake game against Okaboji just because you enjoy it. Or are you one of those that sees a play from some other game, whether it's pro college or another high school? You're like, I think we should run that. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, over the winter, I studied this team from uh, Indiana. Because I think TV had the Indiana State Championship on TV, and I really like some of the things that they did. Now, whether we're going to try to do it, probably not. But uh, I, I, I just know you. Uh, football's changed a lot. You uh, lo- line up your quarterback and a back anymore, and you used to be a full house backfield, and throwing the football's the key. And 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 and, and if your athletes. Uh, Enjoy doing that, and you have to do it. I mean, uh, five yards in a cloud of dust or three yards, whatever it is, uh, football has has changed, whether it's 1A or 8-man or whatever. It's uh, a lot of skill involved.
seven on seven all over the place and <laughs> things like that. I'm not going to make you name coaches that you don't want to see, but which ones were fun to see uh, when oh. you'd get together? We just lost one longtime coach. Uh, over at Dowling Coach Williams. Uh, I mentioned Gary Swenson. You've gone against him several times in recent eras. Uh, you know, I think of Bettendorf's longtime coach, uh, Hop. And, yeah, I mean, there's guys that yeah. you went through a lot of games against or you might not see enough, but you always kind of followed what they were doing. Well, you know, um, I, I guess you, you, you better respect them all. And uh, we know that uh, some schools uh, – have a little bit better weight programs, uh, uh, facilities, and uh, athletes. And uh, like you said, Valley is one of them, Dowling, and of course the Waukees, Ames, Ankeny. And, and, and right right now this Southeast Spoke thing is just unbelievable to think that they got three or four major college players, you know, in one year, you know, is, is, is unbelievable. So uh, there are some very good coaches and um, – I think everyone we play, whether it's Indianola or Cedar Falls or uh, whatever, and we play the best team in Sioux City every year, uh, Sioux City East, and yeah, there, 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 there's talent out there and some very dedicated, de- devoted coaches, and uh, a- a- anybody that does this, I-, I respect them highly. Let's close with this. As you sit here and think about all these, and I keep making you rack your brain about all these other teams, why do you keep coaching? I, 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 I like the competition, and, and, and I like to have a purpose in life. And, and, and of course you do, whether you're a coach or you, you don't. But uh, sometimes, you know, we all wonder because there are problems. And uh, there probably isn't a day that goes by that uh, there isn't some type of situation that you, you have to be concerned about. But the way I look at it, that that's kind of life, you know. And may, may, maybe if there is a situation that you can help out somebody out, out on, I, I, I like being involved in it. Coach, I appreciate the time. Thank you so very much. Thank you for having me. I, I, I appreciate it a lot, Paul. All right, that's uh, Jerry Pizzetti, longtime football coach around Iowa, most recently in Ankeny and at Ankeny Centennial. I'm Paul Yeager. This has been uh, another installment of the CISN podcast. Thanks for listening.